Welcome! You found the Out of the Ordinary podcast, where we believe that the very best stories grow out of the soil of ordinary life. I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And I'm Christy Purifoy. And a few of my favorite ordinary summer things are roses in my garden, a dash through the lawn sprinkler, and fresh corn on the cob, grilled. And a few of mine are watermelons so sweet that the juice runs down your face and stains your elbows, campfires that smell of sweet pine cones, and vanilla-flavored iced coffee with cream that can crack any face into a grin. We hope these conversations help you see the extra hidden right in plain sight in your ordinary life, too. Get comfy. Here we go. So normally when we have these conversations, Chrissy, you know, you and I always stop and turn off our AC so that there's not loud noise as we're recording. And I confess to you, mine is still on today. I didn't actually have the courage to turn it off. (laughs) And I'm hoping it'll be okay because all day yesterday, actually for 24 hours, uh, our AC went out and it was 92 degrees inside (gasps) our house. (laughs) That's what the thermostat was reading. And I'm too afraid to turn it off, then somehow it won't like work again when I turn it back on. Uh, did you have someone come out and fix it or did it just start working today? Yeah. And then that's like the worst of it because we had turned. So when it wasn't working, we turned it off to, th- and I was like, well, I'll let it reboot. Like maybe there's just a simple problem because we couldn't fix it. And I called our AC guy who we know well, he comes out every year to check it. And he, and I said to him, should I just, you know, we've left it off all, it was off all day, off all night. Should I just reboot it and turn it back on and see if it works? And he's like, no, 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 because maybe the Freon is frozen. We don't want to cause any damage. Please just leave it off. So fine. We sweated for until they could finally get to us at two in the afternoon the next day. And they came and couldn't find any problem, turned it on, and it worked just fine. So (laughs) I just feel like there's 2020 in a nutshell. Like, you're sweltering hot for no good reason. And here's the bill that I came to check for you. (laughs) Here's the bill. Oh, that's true. Like, 2020 is not only delivering all kinds of awful, but it is um, sending us the bill as well. (laughs) Right. Weekly. <laughs> I feel like the, the bill I had to pay this week, oh, Lisa Joe, it was an awful week here at the Purifoy household, too, for so many reasons. But the um, personal crescendo of awfulness <laughs> came on Tuesday <laughs> when I, I went out that afternoon, and I can't even remember now because so much is now lost in a haze, a red haze of pain. But I know that I went out to do some weeding in the garden that afternoon because I was feeling the heaviness of something else. And I can't remember, had I not slept well? Did I have a migraine? There was something going on that just sent, that made me leave my desk and give up whatever I was trying to do, go out. And I thought, you know, I just need to be in the garden for a little while. I'll get some weeding done. And um, I started to do that. I had my son out helping me. And then he went in the house. And I decided, Lisa Joe, that not only would I do the weeding, but I'd realized some of our shrubs were covered in these invasive grapevines, which mm. we get everywhere around here. And I thought, you know, today's the day. I'm going to tug those grapevines off. And so I feel like I was taking out my yeah. negative emotions <laughs> that day on these grapevines. I was tugging and tugging and I couldn't quite get them. And so I went around to the back of this sort of wooded edge of our on our property to really get at the source of these grapevine roots that were way down in there. And in this area, we have these old um, tree stumps 
because the story here at Maplehurst is that our big old maple trees are always dying and falling down. <laughs> Feels very <laughs> metaphorical. When they do, yeah, when they do, the, the trunks are so massive. They're like boulders. Yeah. And you cannot move them. I mean, you would have to pay someone so much money to bring in like a special thing to move them. And so we just sort of have them piled in this one place and they're not going anywhere. And so I try to pretty them up with planting some flowers around, but then of course the weeds take over. So that's where I am. I'm in this section of boulder-like maple trunks, and they look so huge and so solid. So picture this, Lisa Joe, Christy, because it was a hot day. I was in shorts, and I was in flip-flops. Oh, Flip-flop no. sandals. Come on now. You're so gardener. You know better. I know. I know. So foolish. I have good solid gardening boots, but I was not wearing them. I climbed up on one of these stumps to get a better purchase on this grapevine. And as I tug the grapevine, all of a sudden my foot just crashed straight through the stump because it was rotted. It was, you know, it sat there so long. It was like... It's like the metaphor just keeps going. (laughs) It was like a shell of a tree stump. It was pretending to be a solid tree stump, but inside it was just sawdust. So my foot crashed through... And that was startling. (laughs) And I started to pull myself out of kind of the hole I'd now fallen into when I saw something on my hand and I felt this stinging pain. And at first I thought it was a spider. And so I flung my hand out and then I felt more stinging pains on my feet, again, wearing flip-flops. And I realized I had fallen into some kind of bee wasp nest. Oh. I didn't know. Oh. I know. 2020 and, in a nutshell. Oh, <laughs> so terrible. Man. So I just leaped out of that hole. I think I started yelling, but no one was around. And I ran. Oh, and it's because I'm wearing the flip-flops. Later, John said he went to check out this, to see what had stung me. And he saw, I saw your, your two little flip-flops just Aww. right there in the grass. Aww. I had just run right out of them. <laughs> So I headed for the house. But Lisa Joe, so I ended up, I guess, first of all, I just want to say it could have been so, I mean, I could have died. They could, anyway, it could have been much, much worse. But I was only stung on my feet and legs. I was stung five times. And the pain was the worst pain I've ever felt in my whole life. It was unbelievably painful. And I lay in bed for the next, so this was like 3 p.m., until I finally fell asleep at 9 p.m., I just lay in bed oh. like Lama's breathing through oh, the pain Christine. with ice bags all over my legs and, you know, took Benadryl and all the things. But it was so painful. I'm so sorry and you didn't now, have like a stash I, of leftover painkillers. I remember texting I you that know. night. Don't you have like leftover anything? You've had all these babies and children and injuries. I like know. you got to stash something. Oh. I told John, I said, if, if, if someone, if they were handing out hard drugs right now, I would take them. <laughs> totally. I would say, give me all of that. Give me some I Vicodin, so some much Percocet. Hook me, hook me up to a morphine drip. <laughs> like, do whatever you have to do. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
I do have to admit, though, so Jonathan, my husband, Jonathan, um, his brother is a doctor. And so oh, his poor brother, I, he probably hates that we do this. But um, often when there's a, some sort of medical mystery in our household, right. we call him up. <laughs> sure, of course. Who doesn't? Please help us. So John called his brother and explained what happened and said, um, you know, she's in so much pain. Exactly how much ibuprofen can I give her? <laughs> and so um, with brother doctor's permission, um, he did he did tell us that we could up the dose a little bit. So yeah. I did do that. But oh, my word, it was so painful. And now, so that was Tuesday. Here we are, um, like three days later. But, you know, the worst pain is over. But Lisa Joe, I cannot sleep. The itching and the swelling. I cannot walk very well because oh. my ankles no longer exist. I just have <laughs> like, ankles, little puffy, <laughs> little puffy pillow feet. <laughs> It's so oh, bad. It's so oh, bad. So and I'm girl. keeping a close eye on it because I, you know, these things can get infected. Anyway, I just, I just, it felt like, like God and I had to have some conversations. I felt like, Lord, I've been so, like, things have been so hard and all these other things have happened and I feel so low. And now I feel like I've been smashed into the ground, right? Like I couldn't go any lower. So now I've just been pulverized. <laughs> I feel crushed, bruised, like literally bruised, yeah. um, and like the accumulation of everything in this crazy 2020 just like hit me like a like a bill. Here's the of, check. Yeah. Here's the bill you now Here's have to pay check. for all of the pain that you have suffered. <laughs> and I'm laughing, Lisa Joe, but you know, like know. laughing, crying. They're very close, right? <laughs> I know. So it's been a bill that's hard to pay in all kinds of both literal <laughs> literal and figurative ways. I'm yeah. so sorry. I wish I could have brought you something. But of course, thanks to COVID, we can't even come over and sympathize in person. <laughs> I sent you sympathy texts. And I think really, I think I use really bad office GIF emojis to express my no, no, no horror at your experiences this week. And I will admit, I was texting you those while sitting <laughs> In like almost nothing in my sweltering, humid sauna house. <laughs> and I was just feeling better that at least I hadn't been stung. And I feel like the moral of the story is that weeding is not, in fact, an enjoyable task. <laughs> Gardening is not relaxing. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes it is not. Oh, my word. And definitely don't do it in flip-flops. Good grief, Christy Purifoy. You should know better. You know, it's funny though, Lisa, I feel like we have, okay, so we can't see each other. Here we are again, recording our podcast, not in person like we used to do, yeah. but, you know, via video conferencing tools. Um, and yet, even though we haven't actually seen each other face to face in so many months, which I need to just move past that fact quickly because I will start to cry. Um, we we are living these weirdly parallel lives and I'm sure others are experiencing that too. And so when we do check in, we find that we're we're experiencing a lot of the same things. And it was funny to me last weekend, uh, who started it? Did you say, oh, I know, I saw your Instagram stories. Yes. And I realized that we had been up to a lot of the same things over the weekend, even though we hadn't talked about it. I know. So, Clearly our mental health is on the same trajectory somehow. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I know. So I loved your stories, and I hope you'll tell us just the story, the kind of the behind the scenes of those images you shared last weekend, because we realized that um, while we are both struggling, yeah, into the sentence there, Christy, we're both struggling. There's a lot going on in our lives, just as many of our listeners 
are struggling. Not only is there the pandemic um, as the sort of backdrop to many things, but always, always, you know, our our teens are struggling or our grandchildren or, you know, work situations or we've lost our jobs. Um, you and I know so many people right now, um, health crises, there, it, it, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, period. There is a lot. And I think what's helping us in the middle of that, again, is just as the podcast says, out of the ordinary really is where sometimes the very best things are still coming. So while you might have killer bees on your feet one day, which is also (laughs) an ordinary thing, on another day, you might have, like we had this past weekend, Pete and I in one weekend celebrated both my birthday and our anniversary. And the reason it was all on one weekend, of course, is because life is ridiculous and we weren't able to do it like on the days in quite the way we wanted to. But a completely ordinary miracle happened this past weekend because all three of my children happened to be out of the house for a few hours at different people's houses or youth group or whatever. And um, I seized that opportunity hardcore. And I told Pete what I wanted for my birthday was to go to this little vintage antique store near us that had finally opened up with these very reduced hours. And it's called, you're going to love this, Chrissy, the name of the store is The Pink Cabbage. (laughs) Oh, I do love that. Mm -hmm. And it's adorable. It's really close to us. If you're local, it's in Ellicott City, Maryland. And you can just look it up online, The Pink Cabbage. And I have been going there for two years I have window shopped at that store and never bought anything. I think I bought a mug one time and a dish towel one time. But what I've really, really longed for is like some substantial piece of furniture or something cool for my walls and just never felt like I could justify the expense, even if it wasn't a big expense. But it was my birthday, my anniversary, and I told Pete, this is what I want. I want to go there. Now, it's like the a double present for me because when we dropped our teenagers off at the youth pastor's house and Zoe slept over at a friend's house, Chrissy, I can only describe how I felt as high. Like I was <laughs> high on the crack of being without my children. And I think it's the first time in six months that all three of them have been not with us. And Peter and I were, it was funny when we dropped them off at the youth pastor's house. He was, he's such a great guy. And he's like, can I get you guys a drink? You know? And so like Peter's getting a drink and I went to use the ladies room thinking to myself, no, like we are not staying. We have to leave. Like this is sacred. This is not hang out and talk. No, no, this is sacred time. And I was like preparing myself for how I was going to break that to them when I came back from the bathroom. But as I walked down the stairs, Peter stands up and he's like, so you ready, hon? You ready to go? (laughs) I was like, oh, he feels the same way. We told oh, Pastor Jesse, great. okay, we're we're headed out. It's you know date day for us. So it was just, I mean, I we drove away from that and I was like, I mean, I, I've never done drugs before and I've only used like very small, you know, pain medication after babies. But like I, I imagine that's why people do it, because they get that feeling of like such high euphoria. I felt like I was floating. Like I felt I was babbling hysterically to Peter and like almost crying. Like so happy (laughs) to be alone. I think some of this has to do with me being an Enneagram too. So much of how we're wired is to meet the needs of others. And when you have children who are always with you in a pandemic, it's never done, right? You're never finished. You never feel like you have time off. And suddenly like it was just me. I don't have anybody's needs to worry about. It was what I wanted to do. Look at me. I'm like racing. I'm talking so fast now. I feel like, ah, I'm so excited. Lisa, I feel like 
I have a picture. Does this describe it? So I'm, I'm picturing what you're you're telling about. And it's almost like, are you like a hot air balloon? Mm. Do you know how they have all the sandbags that yes. like dangle off the sides yes. to keep it tethered yes. to the ground? <laughs> right? So your children, your beloved, your My beloved darlings. children. Yes. Beloved children are the sandbags, little dangling sandbags. And in dropping them off at once, it's like you cut the strings and the sandbags were gone and you floated away. That is exactly it. (laughs) And it was magical. And when we got to Pink Cabbage, you know, one of the things, actually for two years now, I have the photographs from two years ago on my birthday. I had seen, they had this beautiful setup on a wall and they had like this sort of shelving unit that they had constructed out of like an old uh, farmhouse door and like weird corbels. It's like really funky and chalk paint. And like it would fit above your TV, like on the wall and like this beautiful mirror and prints. And I'd always wanted something like that. And as we started walking through the store, we saw a wall that was kind of set up with some of the things I really loved. And you know, I sometimes feel like a little kid, like, I, w- I want all of it, but I know I can't yeah. have it all. So yeah. I try to figure out what's the one thing I want the most. But my husband, he was like, I was like, should we get the shelf or should we get the mirror? He's like, let's get both. And I was like, oh, 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 like freaking out, you know. And then there were like these really cute, like for years, I don't know, listeners, I'm interested. What's this? What's one completely non-essential thing you've always wanted but never felt justified to spend money on? There are these prints of cows you see all over the place, like these funky <laughs> ca- paintings of cows, like I've always wanted one, and there are these cow prints. This one cow is actually, like, curled up kind of like a cat reclining on a sofa, and it's like a teal (laughs) sofa, which is my color, like we have in our living room. There's this cow on the sofa, and it's so funny because I shared on my Instagram stories, like, pictures throughout the store. 56 people must have messaged me about the cow on the sofa. They're like, please tell me you got the cow on the sofa. Please tell me. If you didn't get it, I'm going there this afternoon. (laughs) But Peter just kept saying yes, and we got the cows on the sofa, and we got the little vase, and we got the, you know, the the metal can that looked cute and trendy, and um, we brought it all home. We loaded it up, and I was, like, so giddy, like, at the counter when we were paying. I kept telling the lady, it's my birthday. It's my anniversary. I get to pick everything. I'm so excited, and my children aren't here. Rah, 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 rah. Like, it's just, like, this crazy person. And of course, you're like having that whole conversation behind a mask, right? So you're just like, your crazy eyes are just like, I don't even know how I must have looked to her. And there's Peter like carting it all out to the car. And, and we drove home and we held hands and we came in and and then we like took everything down and moved stuff and got the hammer and nails and this drill and measured, you know, and it was so funny. We had to, of course, you know, do it twice because it was too high at first and then re-drill and move things down. And uh, at the end, when we were admiring it, and Peter was like, sit down at this one corner of the sofa. If you sit right here, it feels like the cows are looking into your soul. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes, Hun, look, we did all of this and we did not even fight. And I was like, yes, because none of our offspring are here, like asking questions or having opinions <laughs> about this process. Right. And Peter was like, no, I feel like in years past, it's been the two of us trying to put together Ikea furniture and has not gone well like this. <laughs> I was like, honey, listen to me. It's like we are so high on happiness right now. And you know, none of that was expensive. Like it was all way cheaper than if you were buying it from an Ikea or you know, mm-hmm. home goods or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so it wasn't a lot of money, but like the tremendous value in terms of joy that it gave us was so overwhelming. Like every day when I walk in there and see it, I'm happy all over again. Mm-hmm. Like my soul just 
feels joy when I look at it. Like here's something I longed for for so long and we did it and it has created like an oasis in the house. Is I guess I would call it like a visual and mental oasis. What I mean is this, the house often feels chaotic. It's a lot of people, no matter how hard I try to keep it calm or organized, you, what can you do? There are three children who live here. Um, but that wall, that section of the room, I can look at it and it is a mental exhale for me. And so I got to say, it really has made a huge difference in this, even the sweltering days. We looked at that wall and I felt joy. I feel as if, so our conversation last week was about practical tools, uh, practical tools for ordinary living, right? And we were very practical um, in these little things that are helping us navigate, you know, extraordinary circumstances. But Lisa Jo, I feel like this week, we are not talking practical tools. We are talking cows on sofas. (laughs) What do we call cows on sofas? They're the crazy, quirky, unexpected things. tools for ordinary life. Impractical tools. There we go. That's it. That is it. And those things have value too. And I love that you described that visual oasis because that um, I didn't have the language um, for my own story of the weekend, but now I do because it's very much the same. So when I um, saw your uh, photos of the cows and the mantle arrangement, it was so beautiful. Um, on Instagram, I messaged you right away and said, we've been up to some really similar things this weekend. And I messaged you a photo of my own mantle in, yes. our, in our little front parlor here at Maplehurst because um, John and I spent the weekend, I mean, we just, we worked all weekend. We Mm. hardly took breaks. We just pushed through on a project that has been waiting here. I realized that um, I had bought the supplies for this home project two years ago. Wow. been sitting in a closet. So two years ago, I could tell that our kitchen especially really needed an an update. It isn't as old, (laughs) thankfully, as the house. It had been updated over the years, but hard living, you know, with our family, four kids for eight years, things had, you know, really... It weren't looking their best. So <laughs> two years ago, I kind of had some ideas for some, not a total, you know, remodeling, but some updates. And as part of that plan, I purchased. Um, so you talked about the cows as the thing that you've been, you know, longing, longing for. <laughs> for forever. <laughs> well, my whole life, Lisa Joe, I have loved arts and crafts design. William Morris, um, this the British and the pre-Raphaelite school of art from like the 1890s. Um, some of our listeners are thinking, what the heck is Christy talking about? Other listeners are nodding along because you know <laughs> the beauty of William Morris wallpapers and fabrics. It's just a time in history that has always visually really appealed to me. So when we moved to this house that was built in 1880, I always thought, oh, it'd be so wonderful one day to have some William Morris um, patterned wallpaper. The prints are very, the colors are really dark and rich. The patterns are often botanical, like fruits and flowers and things that really appeal to me and just really intricate and rich and um, so beautiful to me. But I've, I've never made it happen. But two years ago, I uh, found a supplier for um, a, wall, a William Morris wallpaper pattern called Blackthorn. All it's like um, brambles and little yeah. flowers and yeah. so pretty, rich green color and um, these like rich, almost like pink, almost red tulips. Two years ago, I bought two rolls of wow. this wallpaper so that when we finally updated the kitchen, I could do one wall because oh my goodness, this wallpaper is so pricey. So just one wall 
you know, maybe I would have liked to do more walls, but, you know, just one wall, two rolls. And then the wallpaper sat in a closet in the box for two years because in an old house, there were always other projects to tackle and especially other projects that were needed for other people. So, if we were going to have guests here, we were going to host gatherings here. There were projects we needed to do that would serve other people. And so, a project that really would only serve me, Mm -hmm. beautiful wallpaper in my kitchen, um, it just, that's not the highest priority. And of course, you know, again, with house projects, like everything is connected. So, if we're going to do the wallpaper, then we have to paint, and then we have to fix this, and we have to fix that. Right. You know, so, it's, it's never just the <laughs> wallpaper. <laughs> so, that weekend, we finally, after starting the kitchen update way back in pre-COVID days, way back in December, slowly, we've been bringing it to completion. And finally, this weekend, we just pushed through and put the wallpaper up in the kitchen. And when John finished that wall, um, it was that experience of like, wow, here is this pinpoint of beauty in the mm. house. And I will just sit here at the kitchen table and <laughs> stare at it. Yes. But, yes. but not only that, Lisa Joe, we realized, so the wallpaper was so beautiful to me, and we actually had like half a roll left over. So okay. it's like the, uh, it's the catch-22 of wallpaper, right? One right. roll is never enough. So you have to buy a whole other roll, but then you don't actually need most of that to do your project. But right. I was looking at that roll of gorgeous wallpaper, and I told John, we have to use this. I can't stop. <laughs> I can't just put this back in the box in the closet. And so I said, I have an idea. And uh, we went into the, the front parlor, and I showed him how above our um, the fireplace, there's just the plaster. I don't know what that space is called, the plaster wall that's just above the fireplace mantle. I said, I think we have enough that we could just wallpaper just this portion. And um, bless him, my husband, he, he, he's so good at just like going with my ideas. But he, you know, was asking me like, are you sure? And this wasn't part of the plan. And, you know, let's think this through. And I just told him, I was like, no, I don't even care if it makes design sense. I don't even, I just know that I cannot let a scrap of this oh. gorgeous wallpaper go to waste. And here is a spot where it can fit. And so actually, oh. I always say, Lisa Joe, that John and I are, are very risk averse. We are, um, we're like you and Peter, right? We're just, we like it safe and cozy. Right. So John measured the wallpaper, sort of, and he measured the space above the fireplace, sort of. But right. he, he wasn't 100% sure that we had enough. Yeah, and that was kind of us measuring when we were hanging our stuff. Will it fit? I'm not sure. Is the space big enough? Not quite sure. Just going to go for it. Lisa Joe, we did too. We just went for it. I love it. We just went for it. And so there was three strips. It was going to take three strips. Two strips in, you know, we're still not sure. And when he unrolled the third strip, (gasps) he was like, Christy, Christy, just watch, just watch. He unrolled, he unrolled. It went all the way down. With like two inches over. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> and we did it. And now I feel like I have more of that gorgeous, beautiful pattern in my house, even than I expected. And when life feels overwhelming right now, John and I both are just going in, we're sitting at the kitchen table, or we're sitting at the sofa in the parlor, and we are just visually with our eyeballs drinking in the beauty. Right. And it is, I mean, I shouldn't be so surprised. I'm a placemaker. I've written about, you know, the value of our homes and our spaces and caring for them. And yet I am surprised. I, I'm surprised at how much like rest and comfort and renewal I feel just by looking at this little 
patch of beauty on the walls and mm. that sense of accomplishment. And, and so I feel like wallpaper, what could be more impractical, right? It's just, it's like a paper you put on your walls. It is not needed. (laughs) It's so unnecessary. And especially living in an old house where I know um, that decades of accumulated wallpaper were painstakingly removed by the previous owners, right? So I think about that. Like someday someone will be cursing me as they remove this (laughs) wallpaper. (laughs) And I don't even care because it is so powerful and it is helping so much. And it's utterly impractical totally. and absolutely real. <laughs> and it's funny to share that after last week, trying to share very practical things. And as yeah. you were speaking, and I was trying to understand what is it in us that like craves a place for our eyes to rest. And when our eyes rest on it, we actually receive something in return. And I was probably totally untheological, but I keep thinking of that verse, like I raise my eyes up to the hills. Where does my yeah. help come from? It comes from the Lord. And when I've thought about that verse in the past, I do often visually imagine like the hills, you know, like what was what was the psalmist seeing? Like what did he, what was he surrounded by, right? And I don't know if, I don't even know if David wrote that one or not, but if it's David, he's camped out constantly like in not very scenic areas, you know, it's not like these green rolling hills of Ireland, like he's in this dirty, brown, dark, dusty bowl of rocks and scrubby bushes and skinny skinny sheep. Yeah. And so like when he's looking, I've always wondered like, what is he seeing, you know, where God, but God is meeting him there. So it's something beautiful. But man, I got to say, like, there's something about that. Like, I raise my eyes up to my mantle of my cows. Like, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. Like, you raise your eyes to your wallpaper. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. Because in my mind, it's a visual reminder. Like, we aren't surrounded by hills. Like, those aren't the things I'm raising my eyes to. Like, I'm raising my eyes here in my house and, and hoping that my help comes from the Lord. And there's something about having my sights set now on this little oasis of visual beauty that is a reminder that God is here. You know, He provides very ordinary gifts, but He also provides very beautiful things at times when we really need them. And beauty doesn't always equal expensive, right? It might just mean intentional or something you don't actually need right now, but the want has almost become a need because you're just, your heart is hungry for some kind of beauty. And so I really, it's it's so strange, but I have, I've seen God in that this week, you know, and and it's a reminder to me, like as much as that wall is a gift to me, I want my house to continue to feel like a gift to the people in it. You know, if I had my druthers, I would have liked all my kids to still be gone for another day, but of course they weren't. They got home. They love it. Like they noticed it immediately. Like they love, love, love it. They talk about it all the time, but they still dump their cleats and their soccer gear and their bags and their leftover bowls of cereal, like lying in the living room. Why? Why are you ruining the beauty? And like, I have to raise my eyes though above those things and remember like, I'm trying to create a place of rest for them too. I'm not trying to create a museum. I'm not trying to create perfection. I'm not trying to create an echo chamber where it's just totally silent and perfect. And that's hard for me um, because I want to control this one thing I can't control. And so what I'm trying to let that wall be for me is freedom as opposed to control. And um, it is just such a gift, though, to raise my eyes to those cows <laughs> and just feel like God gifted me this very special thing I've, I've like, desired for so long. Oh, that's good. And that's, I think, good to specify. We're in a season where we're 
hyper aware of how much we can't control. And as um, you and I are both moms living in homes with kids still at home who are now really at home as they do school virtually, we can't control the home environment, which of course, these things are always true. They've always been true, but we're hyper aware of them now in this these strange days. We cannot control these things. But that also doesn't mean that we like give in to chaos. And right. I think you and I... Over the weekend, both of us were like carving out little places where it's the opposite of chaos. It's chosen, it's careful, it's considered, and it's beautiful, and it speaks to us in whimsical and weird ways like William Morris patterns and cows looking into our souls (laughs) from the sofa. And I love, I think actually we noticed it more because it was so small, silly, inconsequential, right? It wasn't practical. And and I think that caused us to sort of stop and say, what is going on here? And why? Why is this so powerful (laughs) in terms of encouragement for me right now? Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it's, you know, so we won't, we, we will not from here on out, craft beauty everywhere we go in our homes. There's going to be the piles of messes. There's going to be the metaphorical and real dishes of, you know, leftover bowls of cereal and so on. Um, but the Lord is near. The Lord is at hand. Our helper is here. And there is still beauty to um, encourage us. And it's like, it reminds me of that scripture about, uh, I think also in Psalms about bread bread to feed your soul or wine to gladden your heart. It's just something about a good meal and the way a good meal just um, feeds you in more ways than just, you know, the vitamins and so on. And I think that's what um, we experienced this last weekend is being fed by some beauty in our homes in ways that just took us by surprise. And we love hearing back from you guys when you resonate with something like that we shared. This week, we loved so many people messaged us on Instagram sharing what their practical tools were or having opinions about the shoes or the headphones that that we talked about. And so one of the things we wanted to just pause here at the end of today's show is highlight a review that was left for us. It's always fun to hear back from you. And this is one from South Africa. And one of the reasons we love it, too, is they are referencing what I think is impractical in this season, things that are so beautiful that we don't like need, but the want fills us up with such joy. And so, Chrissy, I'm going to, if that's okay, I want to read this from Janine Naidu in South Africa, who left us this lovely review. She says, you two are a hug for my heart. And then I love how she starts this. Oh, lovelies, she says, as the jasmine finally starts blooming in Johannesburg and my early peach is covered in gorgeous blossoms, I wanted to take a moment to tell you just how much I love your podcasts, your honest, vulnerable conversations are just wonderful to listen to. Listening to your shoes conversation, oh my goodness, Lisa, Joe, and Christy, it was so powerful. I often have a tear or two rolling down my cheeks while I listen to you too. You truly are placemakers and seat savers. Love you too and your honesty and kindness. Janine, that review just mm-hmm. made our day and it Thank felt like you. one of those impractical, unnecessary, and extraordinarily beautiful places to rest for a minute. And we just wanted to say thank you, thank you for taking the time to leave a review. 
And if you haven't left one, please do. We really do read them. We love to try and highlight them here on the podcast because it makes us feel less alone in these days of social distancing to know we are on this journey together. And uh, if you don't, you can follow me on Instagram at Lisa Jo Baker. And actually saved in my stories is a story called Naked Walls, where I talk about my naked walls and how you can actually follow along the entire trip I did through the pink cabbage and see how it turned out. And I know you have to follow Christy for similar reasons. That's right. I'm at Christy Purifoy. And on Instagram, you're reminding me, I I do have a story saved. I think it's called Restoration, where I've captured a few glimpses of just some of the uh, restoring work we've done here at Maplehurst, including the recent um, wallpaper journey. Yes, the (laughs) wallpaper is there. We're so grateful for everybody who tunes in. You really are part of the extra in our ordinary as well. And man, we'd love to hear from you. So tag us on Instagram this week or leave us a review. Uh, We look forward to hearing what was impractical in your life this week that brought you joy. If you enjoyed today's conversation, won't you take a moment right now, open up that podcast app and look for the subscribe button right next to our podcast profile image. And we think this podcast is best enjoyed with friends. So tell a friend, click share episode in your podcast app and send a friend our link. 